Chaplin. <laughs> Welcome to the market. Hi. Go ahead and park it. Hope that you are starving. Debbie Roots Deep got me thinking it's a parsnip. Every week I get knowledge to go. A year before everyone, how did they know? Figuring how they go college to pros. I pop it on listen and now I'm the pro. I'm still trying to grow. And they do the same. Hundreds of teams, too many to name. And yet they are filtering everything. Only the best, Shane Hallaman Kane. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Market Marketplace, marketplace, Debbie is everything marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Hey! Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Debbie Marketplace Podcast. Kane, Shane, and Nelly back with you again. And we're gonna talk about rookies. We're gonna talk about rookie drafts. We're gonna give you a rookie mock draft. And I'm gonna give you the LeBron. It's not just gonna be one round. It's not just gonna be two rounds. It's not just gonna be three rounds. It could be four rounds, but we're thinking like five rounds rookie drafts, right? Because drafting in those late rounds is where you're going to win the advantage over the other people in your league, right? We know we have to get the first round pick right. We know we need to get the second round pick as close to right as possible. But when we can actually get value out of rounds three, four, and five, that's when we need to do it. So Shane, Nelly, are you guys ready for a rookie mock? And how are you guys feeling just about being post NFL draft right now. I mean, I, look, I feel like a nice weight's off my shoulders after uh, everything. So I'm excited, but uh, I'm excited for this rookie mock too, because I, you know, I think this early beginning first week or two, you're kind of refining your process. Some of those early rookie drafts you have don't look like the ones in a couple weeks. Same thing for me. I definitely have some, some rankings here that I'm like, I don't think, I don't think, Kane and Elliot will like this. Am I too early on this guy? So I think it'll be interesting to see how, you know, hear from you guys and, and maybe adjust mine as well as we go. Nelly, how are you feeling post NFL draft? You ready to dive right into rookie mocks? Have you had rookie drafts yet? Yeah, I have. I've had a couple. They've been fun and, and they're coming quickly. It looks like everyone's excited for them. I'm, I'm a little bit sad in terms of how the quarterback situation turned out. Um, I, I was a big proponent of not fading this quarterback class as much as everyone wanted to, but that was with the assumed draft capital that ultimately did not happen. So I'm just sad that that didn't work out and we didn't get to um, see that come to fruition. Like always, we're going to blame Mel Kuyper. So let's move on to the rookie drafts here. Um, who, First, we should mention that every time we do uh, a rookie mock here, we are doing a super flex tight end premium. So keep that in mind as we kind of move forward. So if you're like, whoa, that tight end went a little bit higher, we are drafting under the impression that it's two points per reception for a tight end, right? We're drafting under that uh, presumption. So uh, keep that in mind because because that's how it's going to go. Um, well, Nelly, we'll let the young bucks start first. So who's your 101? Great. I was looking forward to going first. It's, it's Brees Hall. It's run to the podium, hand in your card, and take Brees Hall with the 101. Um, went early in the second round to a, a good spot without it. Um, Michael Carter's at the Jets, but you can't be that worried about Michael Carter if you're taking Brees Hall. Brees Hall is a very, very good player. Um, and it's just it walk that card to the podium, and there's no more that needs to be said. 
Shane, do you want pick two or you want me to take it? Um, why don't you take it? Why don't you do it? Okay. Um, I feel like you did this just because I'm so bad <laughs> between three players of the 102, and that was- I knew you were, so I just wanted you to sweat a little bit. Um, so we're gonna just draft under the assumptions that we have right now, right? Um, so 102. I'm going to take who I still believe is the best wide receiver in this class. Now, you might be at this point where you are in a league um, where, you know, you're trying to get the most bang for your buck and you're trying to rebuild and you want to get, you know, as good investment or a good of a return on your investment as early as possible. And you might go a different route or different wide receiver at this point. Um, I'm going to go Garrett Wilson. I think he's the best receiver in this class. I think you know, might uh, take over a little bit of everyone, what everyone thought Elijah Moore was going to do. But Garrett Wilson, really, really good uh, wide receiver. So I'm going to take him here. And this might be the first time that two Jets have gone back to back in a rookie draft ever. Shane? I was going to say, I actually have been in a rookie draft where I, I, I've taken two rookies from the same team, 101 and 102, and the tight end premium was Tyler Eifert and Giovanni Bernard. Did not work out too well for me. Uh, but hopefully Brees and Garrett Wilson will be a little bit better. Um, 103, like, I'm taking Kenneth Walker, the running back from Seattle. And I know there's a lot of rookie drafts where he's falling to the middle of the first round and people are saying, oh, Rashad Penny. Uh, I think this is where fantasy is influencing reality. If Rashad Penny had not had those weeks during the fantasy playoffs and late in the fantasy season, I don't think I don't think anyone's talking about him on a one-year deal as a threat to a guy that just got taken second day in the draft with premium capital by the Seattle Seahawks. I think if you look from a real NFL perspective, Kenneth Walker is going to be the running back that will start and probably be a two to three down running back for the Seahawks. And he's probably the, the only other one you can guarantee that you'll get in this draft. So to me, I'll take him. I think there's a lot of receivers that I can get around later that are equal about who I could take here. I would much rather get uh, Kenneth Walker. I'm, I'm very high on him. He's my 102, actually. Yeah, at the 104, then, I am going to go with my wide receiver one. And I think it's a tier of three guys, but this guy's I think, has the most upside. And that's Traylon Burks, uh, now of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I think the landing spot's great. Um, I think people are a little bit worried about it because they're not super pass-heavy, but that changes so quickly in the NFL. Um, and I just, I mean, uh, the size, the, the production in school and the fact that he ended up going in the top 20 picks, he was, he was the 18th pick in the draft is promising. There was some worries about him falling and he didn't. So I'm sticking with my guns, Traylon Burks, 104. Yeah. That gives me the other wide receiver that I was kind of debating at the, uh, 102. Um, I'm going to take Drake London, you know, he's going to Atlanta and like I mentioned, you could be instead of Garrett Wilson, if you're really trying to hit that, you know, that top ceiling, well, that's Drake London, right? Drake London being the first wide receiver off the board going to Atlanta. He has every possibility in the world to be a top wide receiver, um, not just for his team and not just in the NFL, but also for fantasy football. Um, He's going to command a ton of targets. There's only one other good receiving option on that team and Kyle Pitts. Uh, um, So he's going to get a lot of work. Um, The Atlanta defense is still terrible. 
So they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. Um, so I think Drake London wheels up at the 105. Um, yeah, I, I think that's such a tear break at this point because I look at maybe my the rest of the first round. I'm like, eh, I don't think there's that much difference between the 106 and the 112. Um, so at the 106, I'm just going to take the other first round receiver uh, that I feel confident in is going to be a weapon. The Detroit Lions moved up for Jamison Williams, and I'll take Jamison Williams here at the 106. Um, you know, the injury is not really a big deal to me, uh, but I think the fear is what's his usage going to be? Is he going to be Henry Ruggs again? And it's great for the NFL and the Detroit Lions, but not my fantasy team. Or is he someone that could get a Jalen Waddle kind of volume? I don't know, but I think the upsides were taking because they took him at the at the 12th pick of the first round. And, uh, you know, that to me, that means he's going to have a big role. I will take the shot here at the 106. And I, th- I think he's a talented receiver. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 107 here. And, and you guys are, you guys took the top six guys, and I'm now on to my, my next tier. And I think when you hit the next tier, it's time to take Kenny Pickett, the only first round quarterback we got in this draft. Now, there's a little bit of a lack of excitement about him. I get it. He's not super mobile, but he's also not a statue. And ultimately, my my belief in quarterbacks is that we are overconfident with our scouting ability with them. And, and the fact that the Steelers are a good organization um, that presumably will be able to develop a quarterback the right way and has the weapons around him to do it, I think at the 107, it's just you can't you can't pass him up here. I agree with you. I think the quarterback, you know, being the only quarterback matters. Um, so at 107, I'm going to take the other wide receiver that got drafted high. That's Chris Olave. And for some reason, I am saying that he went to Seattle in the show sheet, even though I know he went to New Orleans. I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, but I think Chris Olave is a really, really good pick. Um I think Chris Olave is going to be a guy that's just going to catch a ton of passes, and I would prefer to have him on my team um, rather than on someone else's team. Um, and I think at this point, there's certainly not anyone I'd rather have above Chris Olave that's still on the board right now because I think Chris Olave is the safest option of what's remaining. Um, there's going to be guys behind him that definitely have a higher ceiling, but I think Chris Olave, with just his talent, because he can do everything well, not anything exceptionally great, but does everything really well, and I'd rather have him on my team. Uh, the 109 is rough, because uh, I think there's a number of options here. You could take the other first-round receiver in Jahan Dotson, who I think is underrated in fantasy circles. Uh, but I think there's a lot more upside with these round two receivers um, so I'm, I'm like, I'm going to take my favorite of the round two receivers who was my wide receiver six before the draft, uh, who Nelly wouldn't take till the, like the seventh round of rookie drafts. And that's Christian Watson, the wide receiver from the green Bay Packers. Once again, I had him wide receiver six pre-draft. He got drafted in the high second round. He's six, four, two Oh eight has the speed. I showed the route running at the senior bowl. I think he could be a complete player. Uh, I think year one, 
going to be a little tenuous. Aaron Rodgers has to build that trust. But I think year two, year three, late year one, Christian Watson's going to really explode. I think he has all the ability in the world to be what Jordy Nelson was for the Green Bay Packers and for this to end up being a pretty good pick at at the uh, 109. Yeah, I wouldn't have touched him until the fifth round pre-draft, not the seventh, but same difference. <laughs> no, at the 110 here, I'm going to go with my favorite second-round wide receiver, and it's kind of a similar situation. It's a low, lower competition-level guy uh, going to a great landing spot, and that's Sky Moore going to the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, he's a polarizing player right now in dynasty circles. Some people are elevating him into that, like the first tier wide receivers. And, and that's too high, right? There are question marks from the fact that he played at a lower level of competition. Um, But everything else is great. His production profile is great. His athleticism is great. His draft capital is great. He's a second round wide receiver. um, And he has Patrick Mahomes throwing him the ball. So I, I love getting Sky Moore here at the 110. You're going to make me draft the guy that I've talked the most crap about. That That's what we do to you every time, Kane. Um, we plan so I have to take George Pickens at 111. I have to take George Pickens at 111. That's the only choice left. Um, you know, I didn't necessarily see him being a second round pick. And I think you can under. I think people can talk about the concerns, um, you know, not just the off the field issues, but now you include him going to Pittsburgh and is he going to slot in as the wide receiver too? What if Claypool ends up getting reset? Right. All those things could happen, right? All those conversations. Um, but he's going to, he's in an offense that is going to try and compete. Right. The one thing we know about Pittsburgh is they're always going to try as hard as possible because the defense is really good. Um, and their defense is still going to be good for a few years. Uh, provided they can keep some of those pieces. So uh, George Pickens, you know, if he can end up being even the wide receiver two in that offense above Chase Claypool, potentially even just in 2023 and moving forward, uh, potentially even now, I think either way uh, he ends up being a person that we need to have to draft in the first round because they don't have that elite, elite option right now on the Steelers. They have a collection of good wide receivers, but none of them are great. And if you had to choose, you know, I'm I'll, both these Steeler fans on this podcast are probably going to talk about this as soon as I'm done. Um, but I think George Pickens has the chance to be the best receiver on that team. Um, and I don't think a lot of the rest of the people you draft here will end up being the absolute best wide receiver on their football teams right now. Uh, so I'll take Pickens at 111 and I'll let Shane tell me why I'm wrong. And maybe Nelly wants to chime in too. No, I mean, look, I'm still a Deontay Johnson stand, but. You, you, you do have to admit the Steelers are pretty good at drafting receivers, so it's not a bad trust to have in them. That's true. So the 112, I, I'll, I'll take the last round one receiver left, and that's Jahan Dotson, who was drafted the first round. And you know, the fantasy community was not too thrilled with Jahan Dotson pre-draft. I mean, myself included, I, I had him uh, lower than Christian Watson, Um, and you know, honestly, I think Jahan Dotson fits Washington's offense. Well, it's very clear that they wanted Garrett Wilson. And when Drake, and and I think the jets, they thought we're going to take Drake London, then London got pushed up and it kind of knocked everything down. 
But I think Jahan Dotson has that ability off the line of scrimmage to get open. He's a good number two. He's not just a deep threat. He has a good body control. And uh, Ron Rivera just talked crap about Sean Clifford without naming him for like 10 minutes when he's talking about Jahan Dotson and why they drafted him. Basically, like his quarterback was awful and he performed and caught everything. Uh, so I, I think Carson Wentz could do the same thing that Sean Clifford did and Jahan Dotson can perform. That's uh, that's kind of my goal. So to recap the first round, 101 was Brees Hall, New York Jets. 102, Garrett Wilson, uh, New York Jets. 103, Kenneth Walker, running back, Seattle Seahawks. 104, Traylon Burks, receiver, Tennessee Titans. 105, Drake London, the Atlanta Falcons. 106, Jamison Williams, wide receiver, Detroit Lions. 107 was Kenny Pickett, quarterback, Pittsburgh. 108, Chris Olave, wide receiver, New Orleans Saints. 109, Christian Watson, wide receiver, Green Bay Packers. 110, Sky Moore, wide receiver, Kansas City Chiefs. 111, George Pickens, wide receiver, Pittsburgh Steelers. And 112, Jahan Dotson, wide receiver, the Washington Commanders. All right, I, I'll start off the second round, and I'm going a little bit off board. I'm going to do a little game theory here, thinking I can get my, my technically highest rated player here in my next pick. Uh, and I'm going to go with Rashad White, running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, now, we have a little bit of an issue in this draft because there's just not that many running backs. Um, and Rashad White's my third favorite one in the class. You know, Leonard Fournette's there, and I think that's going to keep his price a little bit low. But he's older, and running backs get hurt, and teams use committees these days. And and the thing with Rashad White is he's going to get the receiving work. He is a phenomenal receiver out of the backfield despite the fact that he is workhorse size. So um, all that combined, I think there's a big upside shot with him if things break the right way. So top of the second round, I love that. Well, I'm going to go the way that no one would be going right now, and I'm going to take Desmond Ritter at the 202. Now, I realize that Desmond Ritter isn't going to be that guy that you're like, whoa, he's really, really good at football. You know, but like he's solid at football. And there's a reason why they drafted him in the second round. Um, and so if you have the chance to have both Drake London and Desmond Ritter on your team and both of them hit, they're going to hit exponentially. Right. Um, so I, I want that stack. So I'll take Desmond Ritter and, um, you know, Drake London, who I was able to get at the 105. So I'll take both those players here. Um, I think Desmond Ritter is the best of the quarterback options that are left um, it doesn't feel great but i'm in the second round now i'm trying to get that upside and right now that's desmond ritter quarterback for atlanta i've definitely struggled with the quarterbacks and super flex and where to take them i'm not like i'm definitely considering malik willis and Matt out here but i just uh i just can't pull the trigger on round three quarterbacks uh at at that spot um ultimately I know who Nelly wants. So I'm not going to snipe him. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to take James Cook, running back out of Buffalo here at the 203. And I don't love James Cook. Uh, I have questions of if he can be the primary running back. But we saw Devin Singletary kind of work his way into that role and be very effective in it. And so if they give James Cook a shot to be the guy, I think he can play a similar role. Plus, he's a better pass catcher than Devin Singletary is. Was the RB3 drafted in the NFL draft? I think that stands for something. I know a lot of people are pushing James Cook up into the first round, the late first round. I'm not comfortable with that. But at the 203, 
uh, or even, you know, 202, I think I would be comfortable with taking him here. Yeah, so up at the 204, I'm going to go with uh, a wide receiver. I'm going with Wandale Robinson. I'm not sure if that's the direction Shane thought I was going in, but. It was, uh, it was. It's exactly, okay. I knew, I knew you got to take. Yeah, so it's he's a really interesting prospect, right? Because if he was two inches shorter, he would be like, uh, he would be in that second tier of wide receivers, but he's not. So we have to consider that. But uh, I think ultimately it doesn't scare me off at this cost because he's an early second round pick. He's top of the depth chart, presumably top slash close to the top. And um, his production profile is incredible. So I- I'll take the chance here at 204. I'm in a pickle. Uh, I think 205 is a rough spot right here. Um, I was kind of hoping that James Cook would fall. That'd make my pick easier. Um, But I'm going to take the tight end. Right? We're we're in tight end premium, two points per reception. Um, So I'm going to take Trey McBride, the tight end that is now going to Arizona. I think we have Ertz under a one-year deal. Um, We have a lot of things that are going on on with that offense we bring in marquise brown we have a suspension uh to deandre hopkins so interesting how that team's going to look but i'm going to go ahead and take trey mcbride in tight end premium here uh, taking him at the 205 i don't hate the spot um i just know that whenever my next pick comes around probably not going to see trey mcbride up there anymore um in in tight end premium so i'm going to go ahead and take him when i can um and and hope that some of the other guys i want to fall are still going to be there it's it's a good call because I think I think the tight ends are tough to you know decipher and decide where to take. Um, two or six is a tough spot too. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Malik Willis um, here. I think I think a two six is appropriate for him, and I think the upside, like we talked about before, you know, in the first round, if he would have went in the first round, he would have been uh, my one of two. Now, when the third round wasn't the QB2, it was the QB3. But if he gets a chance to play, if Ryan Tannehill gets hurt or has a really bad game and Malik Bliss comes in and puts up a, a bonkers fantasy rushing performance, I think I can sell him for more than this, even for a, neck, a future pick uh, or even a 2023 pick. So I think it's worth taking him mid-second for that upside even if it could be more of a wasted pick than uh, maybe someone else. So I'll, I'll take the shot here. Yeah, I'm fully with you there for, for Willis. Um, at 207, I'm going with one of my favorites, and I, I'm very happy to get him here. I'm going with David Bell, wide receiver in Cleveland. Uh, fell to the third round, right, which is not quite as good as the second round, but fourth round would have been a near-death sentence. So we're happy with the third round. Incredible production profile, tested poorly, but there's not much correlation to athleticism to uh, and, and wide receiver production. So I will fade that. I will take someone who has the opportunity to become Deshaun Watson's number one target. I'm not worried. I mean, Amari Cooper's there, but um, David Bell has the ability to to earn 20 to 25% of targets in Cleveland. Going from who could become, you know, Deshaun Watson's number one target in Cleveland 
to who Davis Mills should be handing the ball off to in Houston, and that's Damian Pierce. Now, this is one of those where you feel like you're going to get Keyshawn Vaughn a little bit. Like, it doesn't feel great drafting, right? But I think at the 208, you have enough reward um, to the risk, right? That Because the risk isn't as high. So I think you're feeling a little bit better drafting Damian Pierce here uh, for Houston. And, you know, I think the team's going to continue to get better in Houston. So if Pierce can can become that guy and be that guy for the next couple of years as the team continues to improve and possibly even with a better starting quarterback in 2023, um, then I think we get wheels up on a low-end running back two. And at the price of a late second-round pick, uh, that's a good price to pay for a person that could become kind of that RB2 or late RB2 in, in fantasy football. Well, at the 209, I'm going to take a player I, I seem to like a lot, and you can tell me if I'm overdrafting him, but that's Alec Pierce, wide receiver for the Colts, uh, which it's a bane of my existence talking about Damian Pierce and Alec Pierce because it's just Pierce, and I don't know who which is which is bad. But, like, I think Alec Pierce was severely underrated before the draft, was always going to be a top 100 pick, uh, has the size, has the speed, has a lot of the production, you know, drops the ball, which is like, to me, for fantasy uh, – the lowest thing I care about. Like you can have five draw. I don't care. You know, as long as you're still catching more passes, it doesn't matter. Catch the next ball. It counts the same for me. So um, up, QB upgrading for the Colts, Matt Ryan, there, there's a big opportunity just to slide in as a starter on the op- opposite side of Michael Pittman. Uh, if that's the case, I think Alec Pierce could be one of those late second rookie picks that smashes pretty early. And, you know, people are wondering why they missed out on him. For 210, I'm going to pick up my first quarterback. I'm, I'm taking Matt Corral of the Panthers. Uh, now, he fell to the third round, a little bit unfortunate, but it sounds like he's going to – he has Sam Darnold in front of him, right? So, like, there's a good chance he's he's at least gotten an opportunity by the end of the year. Additionally, it's kind of came out that his fall was not – uh, entirely performance-related. There are some off-the-field things that teams worried about. Uh, and while that adds some risk, it also adds a little bit of upside in the sense that he his draft capital isn't solely due to a lack of talent. Um, so that's something that I, I'd lean into a little bit. So I'm happy getting him here at the end of the second round. Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, I'm just in no man's land here. It gets wild. Yeah, it, it's the wild, wild west. It's like when you get to that certain point in the C2C draft and you're like, just pick who you like. Um, well, I'm going to use that same philosophy and continue to just pick who I like. Uh, and feel free to say that this is a reach. I think the analytics say that this isn't a good pick. And that's probably why I'm going with it. But I'm going to take Velas Jones Jr., the wide receiver out of Chicago. Now, I realize that, uh, you know, didn't have the best production in college. I realize that he's going to a team that really needs to perform well. Um, you know, you have a new coaching staff. You have all the new things coming in. And Velas Jones Jr., I think, has to perform. Um, you're coming into a team that only has one good, well, I think good is a relative term, but let's just say good wide receiver on the team uh, and 
uh, an above par, you know, you know, an okay tight end in Cole Komet that still has to continue to prove himself. Um, I think Velas Jones Jr. has the shot to be that guy. There's a reason why with a team that didn't have many picks, picks Velas Jones Jr. as their wide receiver on day two. Right. There are a lot of wide receivers still remaining and they go with Velas Jones Jr. Um, so I'm going to trust the Bears, which feels like a terrible decision currently. Um, but I'm just going to trust the Bears and hope that that they can utilize his skill set a bit better than his college did. I still love me some Bellis Jones, so I'm not I'm not opposed. Um, the 212. I'm between two players, and I don't think I'll get either one back to me. Um, but you know, when I get like this late, when I get late second, I'm like, I, I'm just gonna pump the receivers a little bit. I think day two receivers, I feel better about than like late day two, early day three running backs. So I'm gonna take Jalen Tolbert, the wide receiver from the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you have a good offense, throws the ball a decent amount. There's an opening here for Jalen Tolbert, who was very productive in college, has some deep speed, um, you know, to fill one of the top three receiver roles. If that's the case, then he can produce year one or year two. Uh, Michael Gallup coming off the injury. I think there's an opportunity for Tolbert to slide in and make an impact. So I like it at the 212. I'll recap the second round real quick. Uh, 201 Rashad White running back Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 202 Desmond Ritter quarterback Atlanta Falcons, 203 James Cook running back Buffalo Bills, 204 Wendell Robinson wide receiver New York Giants, 205 Trey McBride tight end Arizona Cardinals, 206 Malik Willis quarterback Tennessee Titans, 207 David Bell wide receiver Cleveland Browns, 208 Damian Pierce running back Houston Texans, 209 Alec Pierce wide receiver Indianapolis Colts, 210 Matt Corral quarterback Carolina Panthers, 211 Velas Jones Jr., wide receiver, Chicago Bears, and 212 Jalen Tolbert, wide receiver, Dallas Cowboys. All right. To start off the third round, I am going with Isaiah Spiller. He has had a bit of a fall from grace, right? Like at one point, he was seen as equivalent with Brees Hall in this class pre draft. Um, but he fell to the early fourth round. But it's not that bad of a situation, and at the end of the day, he's still a, a relatively talented 20-year-old running back with a lot of career ahead of him. Uh, I think he gets 10-plus touches a game right away as kind of the 1B to Austin Eckler, and I think there is room for that role to grow if he proves that he deserves it. I'm going to go ahead and take John Mechie at the 302. He's a second-round draft pick. Um, going to a team that you know, has is gonna they're gonna have to score a lot of points if they think they're gonna win football games because that defense still not good. Um, so I'm gonna take Mechie here and hope that he can be the two right behind Brandon Cooks and hopefully be everything that we wanted Nico Collins to be that we were drafting him to be uh, last year. But so John Mechie, three oh two, and uh, we're just gonna hope that he hits. A three, a three, I'm going to go with a player that seemingly no one likes, and that's Brian Robinson, the running back for the Washington Commanders. Um, Washington was looking hard. They, they were going to add a running back on day two, and it could have been a better one than Brian Robinson. But, the, you know, they took him, and I think he's going to have a role. Um, they want to free the load a bit from Antonio Gibson. I think you could get 
a short yardage role and Robinson flashed some receiving skills. I like him more than a lot of the fantasy community, it seems, and I'm happy to take him. And if there's an injury to Antonio Gibson, which uh fairly common for him, Brian Robinson could end up being a real smash. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take a similar player at 304 in Tyrion David Price, running back of the San Francisco 49ers. Um, a little bit of a surprise to go in the uh, late third round, but he got that day two capital that's, that's coveted for running backs. And and here's the deal. The, the Niners love to run the ball, right? They drafted Trey Sermon last year, very similar mold of a player. It didn't work out with Trey Sermon, but they went back to the well of that type of player this year. So to me, that signifies they want this thumper type of running back to kind of be a 1A, 1B with Elijah Mitchell. So so I see him taking some goal line work there. I see him getting 10 to 15 carries a game. And again, he's one of those players where if he proves it, he'll get more touches. So I'm, I'm happy with him here mid of the third round. Looks like I'm going to be the guy that continues to draft all the tight ends. So I'm going to take Jelani Woods at 305. Um, it's still tight end premium. You have to take the shots when you can, um, especially when we're playing in so many leagues, right? Where we're getting to the start 10, start 11, start 12 um, guys when we're, in these 12 to 14 to 16 team leagues. Um, so you have to be able to get difference makers at positions that matter. And one of those is the tight end position. Jelani Woods, is the most athletic tight end um, coming in. So I'm going to take him here and hope that he ends up hitting. Uh, he's with a quarterback that, you know, has been known to throw to the tight end quite a bit um, and has had some successful ones that, that we thought, you know, weren't super great, but then go on to get huge money. So maybe they were just a little bit better than we thought the whole time. So hopefully the same thing happens with Jelani Woods, the tight end going to Indianapolis. Yeah, that was a big snipe there. I was I was ready for Jelani Woods. Uh, I could feel it in my veins. I might have to move him up my board because I, I don't I don't want to. I feel worse missing him than. I would have with someone else. Uh, Three hundred six. I'm gonna I'm just gonna take my boy Pierre Strong running back for the New England Patriots. And maybe it's a little bit early. Um, maybe there's some day three running backs that people would take above him. But rookie year, not much going to happen here. But uh, year two in New England, Damian Harris is probably gone. James White's gone. I think Pierre Strong can fill that James White role and be the primary pass-catching running back for the Patriots where Bill Belichick's taking over the offense. And I think he's going to want that more than anything. And so if that's the case, I mean, that's a, a James White was really good for fantasy football for a long time, just catching passes. I think Pierre Strong could be that guy. Yeah, I'm going to take another Patriot 307. I'm taking a guy who is the 50th player off the draft board. So to get that at 307, it's pretty good value. And that's Tyquan Thornton, wide receiver. Um, in most perspective most people's perspective that it was a reach for the Patriots, right? So I think he's getting faded a little bit because of that. But at the end of the day, he's a top 50 pick. He's an early second round pick going to a wide receiver room that isn't that crowded. Like there's not like he can be the number one guy if he's a, if he's a good wide receiver and, and his production profile really isn't that bad. His, his first, second and fourth year were all at, what you would expect from someone who could be a top 24 NFL wide receiver at the next level. His only issue was his third year when he got hurt. So I'm thrilled with him at 307. I, I'm going to be picking him up in all my rookie drafts. Oh, this is, this doesn't feel good. Um, but 
I'm just gonna hope and pray with this one. Um, I find it really important to get running backs that can be second on the depth chart, right? I think that's really, really important, especially in fantasy football. You're one injury away, and I think the one person that can do that is on the Atlanta Falcons. And the fact that I've drafted three Atlanta Falcons so far in this draft is mind-boggling. <laughs> um, but I'm going to take Tyler Allgaier, or Algier, um, however you pronounce that last name. Um, I'm going to take him here. It, like, it feels okay. I think you're going to see him go a lot higher. Right, you're gonna see him by the end, by we hit by the time we hit, you know, pretty close to preseason, he's gonna be end up going middle of the second, maybe even a little earlier, and that's wild to me. But I'm gonna take him here at 308. Um the RB two now for Atlanta. I'm gonna take a, another running back who I think has a shot to be Maybe not RB2 on the depth chart this year, but could be RB1 in a year, and that's Samir White running back for the Las Vegas Raiders. They did not pick up Josh Jacobs' fifth-year option. It could even be a mid-season trade possibility there. I mean, Kenny and Drake is going to be a free agent after this year. They, they drafted the Zeus, and um, I, th- I think he fits the mold of, of basically what Josh Jacobs is, uh, is doing there. So I think Samir White is an intriguing player who maybe has some upside at running back. I love that in the late third. Yeah, those two guys are top of my queues. You, you guys just destroyed my queue. So I guess with that being said, I'm pivoting to Danny Gray, wide receiver, San Francisco 49ers. Now he was a he was a third round pick, end of the third round, very, very close. Um, but still got that day two capital. And there's just there's a lot of smoke that Debo wants to move and I don't, it seems like it's going to happen, right? And there's going to be a lot of opportunity, and he's a day-two guy and won't get the opportunity. Um, and he's a good athlete, and um, his his production was also uh, pretty solid in terms of, like, no red flags in his production profile. So I, I'm not excited to be drafting Danny Gray, but I think it's solid value at 310. Well, no one else wants to draft a tight end, so that means I'm getting Greg Dulcich, the tight end, going to Denver. And I know Shane wanted him. Sign me again. I'm tight end. I'm tight end premium. I know. Like, we're still in tight end premium, so that means I'm going to gobble up that tight end value, right? When when I talk about rookie drafts and when I am making these rookie draft picks, I'm going to take day two wide receivers. I'm going to take running backs that are either day two or can be second on the depth chart or a tight end in tight end premium leagues. That's what I'm taking chances on. So I'm going to take Dulcich here at 311 because he fits the mold of what I'm looking for uh, to increase my value out of these picks. So mad. I'm so mad that I've gotten sniped on every tight end by Kane, just the pick before me. Oh, man. Um, wow. All right. Uh, 312. This is wild because literally – the top 35 players on my board have been taken. Like we actually followed lockstep in that. So I, I didn't think I would ever take this player, but here I am taking Sam Howell, a fifth round quarterback at the three twelve. But like, I still like Sam Howell. I don't know. Like the, the odds are so slim that he works out, but honestly at this point, looking at the guys I have after him, the odds are so slim that any of them work out. Uh, that I'd rather take a shot at the quarterback who's behind Carson Wentz and I think fits the offense decently. Um, 
you know, Washington's not a team that's going to draft a quarterback in the 2023 draft probably. So, and Carson Wentz, once again, not been the healthiest guy in the world. I'll take a shot on Sam Howe here at the 312. Uh, so the third round, 301 Isaiah Spiller running back, LA Chargers. 302 John Mechie, wide receiver, Houston Texans. 303 Brian Robinson, running back, Washington Commanders. 304 Tyreen Davis Price, running back, San Francisco 49ers. 305 Johnny Woods, tight end, Indianapolis Colts. 306 Pierre Strong Jr., running back, New England Patriots. 307 Tyquan Thornton, wide receiver, New England Patriots. 308 Tyler Algier, running back, Atlanta Falcons. 309 Zamir White, running back, Las Vegas Raiders. 310 Danny Gray, wide receiver, San Francisco 49ers. 311 Greg Dulcich, tight end, Denver Broncos. And 312 Sam Howe, quarterback, Washington Commanders. All right, I'm taking one of my favorites at the 401, and that's that's Keontae Ingram, running back Arizona. He got drafted in the sixth round, so nothing to write home about. But but what's so great here is he's a James Conner injury away from being an every week fantasy starter. He's he's one of those guys. He's like 215, 220 pounds, and he has pass catching ability. And he steps into an empty backfield behind a running back who has gotten hurt often in the past, and is relatively old so like at the 401 this is the perfect guy to potentially return uh like second round value in the future just because of an injury so so i love that here yeah i'm gonna continue to look for running backs that i believe can be second on that depth chart so we're gonna go to the uh land of the tennessee titans at 402 we're gonna take a son haskins uh the running back that was coming out of michigan who's now the running back for tennessee now i realize that we have a really really good running back in derrick henry right i realize that but son haskins very very talented in his own right um i know he didn't quite get the draft capital that uh he wanted but you know, I'm going to take him here because we're always going after guys that can be RB2 on that depth chart. And I think um, Tennessee has really churned over whoever is going to be behind Derrick Henry um, over the last few years. And hopefully they find one in Hassan Haskins. That's fair. 403. I'm going to take Calvin Austin, wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They drafted George Pickens, obviously, in the second round, took Calvin Austin the small speedy guy from Memphis who was productive in the fourth round. I think he's going to be a return guy. Once we hit the fourth round, you know, I, I think it's, you know, he was close to a top 100 pick. He's a player who could fill a role for the Steelers that they used last year. They used Ray Mary McLeod for gosh sakes in the receiving game. If there's an injury or something, I think Calvin Austin could fit in there. The Steelers know how to draft receivers. I'll take a shot just on the upside um, of this Pittsburgh team. I don't think Chase Claypool is going to be there much longer, so I'll take that shot. Yeah, 404, I'm sticking with my, my strategy. I'm going with another running back. I'm going with Snoop Connor. Now, Snoop Connor got fifth-round draft capital out of nowhere, but he's another one of those guys, similar to my last pick in Ingram, who he's he's big, he has workhorse size and, and ability, and He's coming into a backfield with uh, James Robinson coming off a torn Achilles, probably not ready for opening day. Uh, Travis Etienne coming off uh, a broken foot, and and you never know how that's going to affect him the next year. And there's no one else there. So, like, I think he's going to have a role right away. 
and it could be big like if if another injury happens or if these guys coming off injury don't fully heal so uh snoop connor 404 all right, to get through, if we want to do a fifth round, we're going to have to go really quick through this fourth and fifth round here. Um, so 405, Isaiah Likely, tight end of Baltimore. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Um, then I'm going to go with, at the 406, Romeo Dobbs, as I learned, uh, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. 407, I've got Jeremy Rucker, tight end for the New York Jets. Oh, you bastard. Um, 408, I'm going Ty Chandler, the running back, going to Minnesota. Four oh eight. Four oh nine, I'm going Daniel Bellinger, tight end for the New York Giants. A better tight end than Jeremy Ruckert. For fantasy. Fighting words. 410, I'm going Jerome Ford, running back Cleveland. Uh, 411, back to the tight end well, and we're taking Cade Otten, who's going to Tampa Bay. Good pick. I like that. And then, uh, yeah, that is that is a good pick. Well, why don't why don't I have Kate not Kate Otten higher? What am I doing? Uh, four twelve. I'm going to take Eric Ezekanma, Kane's boy, wide receiver from the Miami Dolphins. I'll recap the fourth round. We'll do the fifth round real quick here. Four one, Keonta Ingram, running back Arizona. Four two, Hassan Haskins, running back Tennessee. Four three, Calvin Austin, wide receiver Pittsburgh. Four four, Snoop Connor, running back Jacksonville. Four five, Isaiah Likely, tight end Baltimore. Four six, Romeo. Uh, Dobbs, wide receivers, Green Bay Packers. 407, Jeremy Rucker, tight end, New York Jets. 408, Ty Chandler, running back, Minnesota. 409, Daniel Bellinger, tight end, New York Giants. 410, Jerome Ford, running back, Cleveland. 411, K. tight end, Tampa Bay. And 412, Eric Ezra my wide receiver, Miami. All right, start of the fifth round. I'm going with Kevin Harris, running back of the New England Patriots. Um, I'm at pick 502 and i'm gonna go who i think can be the rb2 for the giants it's jay sean corbin uh running back new york giants 503 i'm gonna take the future slot receiver for the buffalo bills khalil shakir oh that's good value uh 504 i will go with uh, isaiah pacheco running back of the kansas city chiefs with a muddy backfield in front of them Ah, that was my pick. I even had it in the chat all ready to go. Um, so I'm just going to steal yours. I'm going to take at 505. I'm going to take Zaquandre White, uh, the ah. running back for Miami. <laughs> you, just, you just did that. Just the stand. That was Jamie, awesome. Really, I love it. Uh, 506. I'm going to go back to tight end, but a receiver playing tight end. I'm going to take Chiga Quanquo, tight end for the Tennessee Titans. Oh, that leaves me at, at the uh, 507. I'll take uh, Charlie Kolar. Uh, tough situation uh, with the Ravens, but tight ends, who knows how that'll pan out. Yeah, speaking of still trying to chase down who could be an RB2, that's Kyron Williams, um, who I think just ends up being the best running back left. 
Um, remember when he was getting day two capital? Yeah. Uh, at the 509, I'm going to take Kyle Phillips, wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans. 510, I'm dipping back into the undrafted uh, free agents. I'm going with um, Abram Smith. New Orleans Saints could have a role there with uh, with Alvin Kamara. That's fair. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh, I'm in my last pick here, and I'm gonna. I'm I'm in shambles. That was my pick. Um, this doesn't feel good. I'm just I'm I'm cracking under the pressure currently. Um I'm gonna take a guy that I like probably more than just about everyone else. Um and so at five eleven I'm happy to do that. That's gonna be Braylon Sanders, the wide receiver going to Miami. It's fair. Uh all right, I'm gonna end on a tight end, five twelve. I'm gonna take Jake Ferguson, tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. So 501, Kevin Harris, running back, New England. 502, Jay Sean Corbin, running back, New York Giants. 503, Khalil Shakir, wide receiver, Buffalo. 504, Isaiah Pacheco, running back, Kansas City. 505, Zaquandre Ward, Ryle White, running back, Miami. 506, Chica Conquo, tight end, Tennessee. 507, Charlie Kohler, tight end, Baltimore. 508, Kyron Williams, running back, uh, LA Rams. 509, Kyle Phillips, wide receiver, Tennessee Titans. 510, Abram Smith. Running back, New Orleans Saints, 5'11", Braylon Sanders, wide receiver, Miami, and 5'12", Jake Ferguson, tight end of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Shane, are you ready to teach us something? Um, Yeah, I think I'm ready to teach you something about history here. Uh, you know, I, I, I actually was just looking up some, uh, some different um, – elections and different things. And I found maybe the most corrupt election of all time uh, that I thought was an interesting story. The 1927 Liberian general election, this guy won Charles King. Uh, He got 240,000 votes and his opponent, Thomas Faulkner got 9,000 votes, right? Pretty clear who won that. Uh, Unfortunately, only 15,000 people in the country were registered to vote, but 249,000 actually voted Nelly, I'm not a good math guy. Does that does that work? It does not compute, no. <laughs> so basically, he completely, you know, faked that election. Like, didn't even try to hide it pretty much. And everyone's like, uh, this this isn't good. And they uh the House of Representatives were gonna kick him out and he just left. Um and then uh, you know, but still his successor was the guy that he put there. Uh so <laughs> it's like yeah, the guy that lost unfairly just got kind of screwed out. But um, I, I think I think it's interesting to look at what you know some of these some of these countries where you not even think like hmm maybe I should at least I should at least kind of fudge the numbers so it's close. Now nah, which two hundred forty thousand we'll just we'll just go like over ten times the people in the country that can vote is wild to me. Well, let's dive into our buys and sells here. So I think, um, I think just as a whole, what I'm selling is the quarterbacks. 
in this class. Um, we just have to call them a sell because they are just rough currently. Um, compared to where we thought they were going to go, and not just us, but NFL draft people as well, not just Shane, but even you know people that were in the know, uh, the big name people that were hearing all this from the teams, uh, they thought more quarterbacks were going in the first round than than what ended up happening. So, um, you know, just a rough one there. So they're just all being sold. Um, someone that I'm buying is Kenneth Walker. Really, Kenneth Walker moving up to RB. He was at RB2 before, but basically being a top three pick for me, locked in it as a top three pick. Um, really, really good player. Um, he's going to absolutely eat in that run first offense. So I want to get a share of that um, and make sure I'm getting Kenneth Walker on my teams. Someone I'm just not sure what to do with. Um, so like, I like both Charlie, Charlie Kohler and I say likely, but I hate that they're both going to Baltimore. Um, so like, I don't know what to do. And Mark Andrews is also really, really good. So like, I don't know what to do this like it almost feels like oh they're gonna draft Hayden Hurst and Mark Andrews like they did one time and they draft another two tight ends just hope that one pans out but which one is it gonna be one's better at catching and one is a really good blocker um so I I think it's gonna be interesting and I don't know which one to go with but uh that's I don't know what to do so that's one spot that I'm probably going to shy away, but if I have to pick one, probably Isaiah Likely, just hoping he catches more passes, but who the heck knows? Shane, how about you? Um, I, I'm on the Velas Jones bandwagon with you, but I'll, I'll do my buy with a player you drafted. I was one pick away from getting. That's Jelani Woods, tight end for the Colts. Uh, I think there's a big opening there. Moelle Cox is purely a pass catcher. Jelani Woods can do both. Yeah, and I think they want he's, – he's like, he's like the Hulk-sized version of Jack Doyle. You know, you get a little bit of both, but there's some pass catching upside. And then, you know, the, the perfect 10 Raz, the most athletic tight end uh, with size included ever. Uh, not too bad. I'll take it. I think he's a buy, even a non-tight end premium. So I'm going to take a last round shot on him. Uh, my sell, and honestly, per our draft, I'm not sure if he is a sell, but I think he's going much higher. It's John Mechie. Um, King took him 302, which I think is fine. Like I would, I would take him a 302. But he's going, you know, mid-second. I understand the draft capital, 212. It's still Houston. I still think John Mechie is average. He's mediocre at best. And could, you know, Davis Mills is fine, but he's not going to make John Mechie into something special. Maybe maybe I'll eat crow on that one later, but that's myself. My unknown is Nelly's boy, Wanda Robinson, uh, wide receiver for the Giants. Um, I I'm torn. Like, you know, the size is an issue. I really get scared about fantasy-wise. Is he someone that's going to produce? Um, I, you know, I knocked him down my rankings when I kind of rewatched uh, before the NFL draft. But then he got the capital. I, I really thought he was going to fall to day three. So, I, I, you know, I don't know. There's a lot to like about him. I'm, I'm kind of sold if this offense works. I, I just I don't know if I could take him where he's going. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm going to probably draft him a couple spots, but I'm scared about it. You won't regret it. Um, I'll give a couple. I'm going to go uh, NFL draft adjacent. So my sell, or or sorry, I'll go buy first. My buy is Miles Sanders. The Eagles didn't add anyone to that running back room, and I think people were expecting them to, um, but all they added was Kennedy Brooks uh, in, as an undrafted free agent. So 
he's in a contract year. Um, I like buying him at like early second round cost, which I think you can do. And uh, I think he's a guy who you can use this year, like as a starter. Um, I am selling Justin Fields because as much as you guys like Valus Jones, I still don't think it's enough to give him support to to help a young quarterback grow. Like th- the Chicago organization did not do enough, in my opinion, to give him a good situation to thrive in. So I'm really worried about that and at his cost. I, I'm out. Someone unknown. I don't know what to do with Russell Wilson. Um, that's really not NFL draft related. I was just thinking about him. I'm like, I don't, I, is everything that we think could change going to change shifting to Denver? Um, and I, there's just so much unknown there. There's so much hype that I'm a little bit scared off by it. Well, there we have it, our buy, sell, an unknown stock, as well as a five-round rookie mock draft. We are so excited for this one that it's actually, in case you're wondering, you're like, well, this doesn't come out normally on Tuesdays, but we're so excited that we're going to release this one a day early just to make sure you guys can listen to this for the uh, for your rookie drafts so you get ready, especially when we're talking about those late-round guys. Uh, maybe your draft's already gone, but maybe you can pick up some of these guys on the waiver wire as that process starts as well. Um, But just remember, we appreciate every single one of you for listening. Um, Thank you so much. And we appreciate you.